News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now let's bring in the new Minister for Finance, Michael McGrath. Minister, congratulations on your appointment. Uh, just before we get to your, your specific plans, I want to ask you about that story today in the Irish Times. The Department of Finance took £750 million in exchequer funds from the central bank without improve, uh, approval. Uh, it seems like a case of do as I say, not do as I do with the Department of Finance. Uh, Good morning, Shane. And first of all, thank you very much for uh, your good wishes. Um, Yes, this was an issue that arose in late October and I was briefed on it uh, when I became a minister over the last couple of days. And to explain it in simple terms, the central bank is essentially the banker for uh, the government and uh, the central fund is a key account there where a lot of revenues come into and expenditures come out of. And there are uh, very specific rules in relation to uh, the exchequer drawing down funding from that particular account and at different points in time sanction is required from the CNAG and at the end of October uh, in the current year um, sanction was not sought and therefore not provided for a particular drawdown of funding uh, which the sanction should have been provided and should have been sought for uh, but wasn't Uh, this was picked up immediately and uh, the CNAG was notified and an internal review has taken place within the Department of Finance which um, has been brought to my attention and which I've read. The CNAG has prepared a report which he is obliged to do under the, the uh, 1993 Act and uh, that has been laid before the Oireachtas. I expect the Public Accounts Committee will examine this issue. It was a breach of process. It should not have happened uh, but I am satisfied that the Department has put in place arrangements uh, to make sure that this does not occur again. Okay, it is embarrassing though, isn't it? Because you in the Department of Finance you like to keep a tight rein on the public finances you like to play by the rules. You've been undermined by this. I mean, it shouldn't have happened, and uh, that that is certainly the case. Uh, the most important thing is that uh, the department puts in place measures to ensure it doesn't happen again, and that the department is fully accountable for what happened. At no point in time were any public monies uh, at risk or anything like that, uh, but it was a breach of process, and uh, I take these matters very seriously. As I say, this happened uh, in late October, uh, and I was informed about it in the last couple of days. And so, um, the important thing now is that the Public Accounts Committee, should they choose to examine this issue, uh, would do so and they will receive full cooperation uh, from my own department uh, and no doubt the CNAG will be contributing to that as well. Okay, can I ask you about something you're going to be discussing at Cabinet uh, later today, that climate uh, plan, pretty radical stuff, aiming to cut car distances by a fifth. There's talk of the end of uh, free car parking uh, for a public servant, various measures to try and encourage people out of cars into public transport and walking uh, and so on. It's a very radical plan. Is there any hope of it actually being implemented, do you think? I believe that there is. Uh, This is the first climate action plan that is essentially on a statutory footing. And so these are um, onerous targets that we must work to achieve. And I think it's important that we just reset here and remind ourselves and remind the public why we're doing this, because it can seem like a chore and it can seem, you know, really burdensome and people that we're asking an awful lot of people in terms of changes to lifestyle and sacrifices that have to be made and so on. But at the end of the day, it is about protecting 
protecting the environment, the natural environment, enriching our biodiversity, making sure we have cleaner air in the uh, communities in which we walk around uh, and that we have cleaner water all over our country. So that is the objective and the goal and I think it's important that we restate that and remind people. So it will involve um, a whole series of different actions in all of the areas that you would expect in transport policy, uh, in energy policy, in agriculture, in uh, the way in which we construct buildings and the way in which we use buildings and so it's going to require a whole of government and a whole of society approach uh, to make progress on this issue over the years ahead. Uh, your predecessor from 20 years ago, uh, Charlie McCreevy, uh, famously uh, commissioned a report from the civil service on the idea of taxing free car parking spaces. And uh, to much hilarity, including that of the minister, the report never materialised. Basically, civil servants sat on it at the time. Uh, is this likely to happen this time, do you think? Or, or, or is, it, is it a more realistic proposal, the idea of ending free car parking? Look, I'm conscious that Cabinet itself has yet to discuss the Climate Action Plan and will uh, later on today and will hopefully approve uh, the plan. And there will be measures in there that you know, will inconvenience people and we are asking people to uh, change the mindset. It's not going to be easy, but having said that, um, I, I do think that black and white rules are something that we should avoid. Uh, there will be circumstances where uh, a parking space is required and is appropriate. There will be circumstances where there isn't um, you know, fit-for-purpose public transport service, for yeah. example. So all of this has to be what taken about TDs? into account. What about TDs and centres? Like the, you know, the free car parking for life in Leinster House. Is that still tenable in this era that we live in? That really is for the Houses of the Oireachtas Commission to make a call on. Um, Do you have a view on it though? Legislators have a very important role. Many of them will represent different parts of the country where it may not be as easy uh, as it is from other locations in the country uh, to get to and from Dublin and get to and from Dáil Éireann. So look, it's easy for for me to talk given the current position I have as a government minister, which is a privileged position uh, where we do have a state driver, we have parking in government buildings and so on. So I'm not going to lay down diktats to colleagues who are in very different circumstances. It just doesn't send out much of a leadership signal if there's free car parking for uh, all TDs and senators at a time where encouraging people not to use their cars. Well, certainly whatever rules we uh, decide upon and whatever policies are arrived at, um, there there shouldn't be car votes for politicians that don't apply to others. I think that's the important principle here. That if we are making changes, they do need to apply across the board. And that's the principle that I I certainly would accept. Let's talk about your new uh, bailiwick, uh, Minister. Um, You're going to... Tomorrow is the first day, I understand, for the the temporary business energy support uh, payments. Uh, Tell us about that. Uh, that's correct. So uh, this scheme, as you know, was announced uh, in the budget uh, by Minister Donoghue and it opened for registration uh, a number of weeks ago. And I can confirm this morning that over 7,000 businesses uh, have registered at this point in time. We do believe that there are many more businesses out there who are eligible for that scheme. And in essence, the scheme provides that where the average unit price for electricity or gas of a business has increased by 50% or more as compared to 
the average unit in, in, in the last year, then the government will pay 40% of the increase in those energy bills. So we do think that there are many more businesses that qualify and uh, we just want to raise awareness and raise the profile of this scheme because it is there to assist and support businesses at a very challenging time when many of them are facing increased bills. Um, but the good news is that the payments uh, will commence uh, tomorrow, uh, arriving in the bank accounts of the businesses that have applied. Uh, so over 7,000 have registered, okay. over 1,600 actually submitted claims. Uh, but we do think that those numbers will increase significantly and it's important that we uh, send out the message that this scheme is there to help businesses uh, and uh, they should be engaging with their advisors yeah, now, their accountants, uh, to apply uh, because we want this to, to help. To All right, because Minister, a lot of businesses out there are saying this scheme doesn't go far enough. They're absolutely, they're, they're being crippled with increased energy bills and that there's no help out there. Well, this scheme is help and when it comes to the specific terms of the scheme, uh, we will keep it under review. But the important thing for now is to get it up and running and that businesses who do qualify engage and register and apply and they will start to get the uh, the payments and once that happens we will get a lot more data from the revenue and my own department uh, will provide an assessment of that to me but it's important to get the scheme up and running first and foremost and tomorrow is the real start when the cash starts to be paid to the qualifying businesses who've applied. Okay, you're taking over as Minister for Finance, the timing could be better, inflation is rampant it looks like we're heading into very difficult Uh, economic times. How are you going to manage? Uh, We will manage. Um, The good news is that the labour market in Ireland is particularly resilient. We have more people working here now than at any point in our history. Uh, 2.55 million people. Unemployment is low at about 4.4% and we are continuing to win investments uh, internationally in terms of FDI. Um, Having said that, we are certainly not immune from the global economic downturn and many of our main trading partners are now experiencing uh, much more difficult economic conditions and that will even have an impact on businesses in Ireland that export goods and services to those countries. Um, For that reason, uh, we are predicting that across next year, um, the Irish economy will continue to grow, but at a much more modest level. So our measure of the domestic economy is modified domestic demand. We believe it will grow by a little over 1% across next year. Uh, Any downturn, in our view, will be short and shallow. But there is uncertainty, Shane. There are risks. There are no guarantees. Much depends on what happens, of course, in in that terrible war uh, in Ukraine. Inflation, we believe we are at or close to the peak, uh, but it will remain elevated across next year. We know that monetary policy is going to continue to evolve. The ECB were very clear on that in the last week or so, uh, that interest rates will continue to rise and that will act as a further drag uh, on some consumers and some businesses. So there are risks and challenges, but overall the Irish economy is resilient, the labour market is strong, the public finances are in a healthy condition uh, and we believe we're well positioned to come through this period. Finance Minister Michael McGrath, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.